0: How do I do this? How do I do that? No, it's not about how you do it. It's about who does that for you.
1: If you wanna grow your business, if you wanna get faster results, and if you wanna have less frustrations while building your empire, then this is the most important episode you've ever heard. Hey friends, welcome to The Empire Show. I'm Bedros Koulian and this is Craig Ballantyne and we're about to crush it.
0: All right, so in order to crush it, you have to be specific about your goals. So when I'm working with somebody B, I say what is your numbers-based outcome goal? And what that means is for your next 90 days or for the entire year, What do you want to hit in your business? Do you want to get a certain number of clients in the next 90 days? Do you want to reach a certain income in the next uh, year? What do you need to do? Do you want to grow a certain number of franchises, right? Right. In the year. So you have to have a specific numbers-based goal. How has that helped you in your business?
1: Well, that's been huge for me because anytime I'm hiring and building my team or using advertising dollars to drive traffic, I need to know if it's gonna work backwards into my math. In other words, we need 34 locations a month to get to our goal of 2,500 locations by the year 2023. Mm-hmm. for Fit Body Boot Camp, and so I always work backwards. Do I have enough traffic coming? Yes, I do. Do I have enough salespeople to handle the applications of franchisees? And so if you don't have a numbers-based goal, then you're just kind of airy-fairy saying, well, okay, this month I made profit. Mm-hmm. True, you made profit, but did you leave like an extra $20,000, $30,000 on the table that you could have gotten had you had a number-specific goal? Because ultimately, you, you hit what you aim. Absolutely. All right. So now what do we Okay, great. I have this big goal. What do I need to do next? And I call
0: this one of my first pillars of success, which I learned through my weight loss competitions back at Turbulence Training. I learned there was five pillars of success. There's better planning and preparation than ever before. There's professional accountability. There's positive social support, a meaningful incentive, your big why, and then a deadline. And so what we need to do is focus on, in order to hit that goal, we need to talk about better planning and preparation than ever before, and for this, we break it down into what are called process goals. So let's use a really simple example for everybody to understand. So when I was in the fitness world, Mrs. Jones would come to me and she says, Craig, I wanna lose 20 pounds in 90 days. That's a numbers-based outcome goal. Now the thing is, we don't necessarily fully control whether or not she hits that. You know, There's external factors, but the thing is, she does control her planning and preparation. She controls what I call her process goals, her action steps. And so I'll say to her, okay, great, Mrs. Jones, you're gonna go to Fit Body Bootcamp four times per week. You're going to follow Jason Phillips' nutrition program 90% of the time, and you're going to drink three liters of water per day. And Mrs. Jones, if you do all those three things, you're getting as close as possible to your outcome goal. So now we apply that same planning and preparation to our numbers-based business goal. So if somebody wanted to get 100 new clients into their business, B, how would we walk them through the action steps, the
1: process goals, the planning question. and preparation. Beautiful question. And so what you're really saying is that if you want an outcome, you gotta first identify what the outcome is. In this yeah. case, someone who wants 100 new clients. Yep. Then we have to reverse engineer that. We have to yes. say for every, new, for every 10 prospects you get, how many of them do you close yep. into a client? Let's say they say, for every 10 prospects I get in front of me, I close four of them. So right. we know they have a 40% close rate. Mm-hmm. So if you have a 40% close rate, then how many prospects do we need to then turn that four for every 10 to a hundred people close, So, yeah. so you've 2,500, 2,500. I there was you doing go. the math while you were saying. I knew, you'd be I knew doing you were math. gonna go there. I knew you'd be doing that. So we know we need 2,500 prospects in front mm. of us so that we can close a hundred of them into paying clients. Yeah. And unless you do know those metrics, you can't do it. So, so one, the process is your closing process.
0: Wait, it actually might be 250, not 250.
1: 250.
0: Yeah. Ah, Mr. Mathematical. I orders. know well, I was rounding up to Canadian numbers. All
1: right. So if they're not, is it 250? I think so. In order to get, to, well, if you want to get 100 clients. If you're closing four people. Out of 10. Out of 10. Right. And you want to get 100. Out of 100, you got 40. Right. Out of 200, you got 80. Yeah. So it's, Out of 250, you got 100. Right. Allow me to do the math. Thank you. You're welcome. i just... <laughs>
0: Well, I, you're the brains, and I'm the beauty. Over you you there. are the good looks yes. in this group. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, folks, what you just saw there is something very rare that I get any kind of mathematics correct, and that Craig would get any kind of mathematics incorrect. Right. And so, guys, definitely leave this in the episode. I want everyone to get this, so I can, so I can enjoy the moment. <laughs> right. And so, then, what is the process? Well, process number one is how much dollars do I have to spend to get enough prospects in front of me, and is the cost that I'm charging, is the fee that I'm charging. Gonna leave me enough profit after the cost of marketing right is my closing process actually even before closing is my follow-up process dialed in so that i can follow up via text email phone call and and uh, i always use social media dm sure or pm if it's on facebook private messages because if you're not following up with those leads odds are they're not going to end up in front of you and if you don't get 10 people in front of you you're not going to close four you don't get 100 in front of you, you're you not going to close 40 you don't get 250 in front of you, you're not going to close 100 people and so those processes are this how much dollars do i have to spend what is the marketing process going to look like the top of the funnel all the way to the bottom of the funnel what is the follow-up process going to look like and is it proven and what is the sales process going to look like is it proven but it doesn't stop there because once you convert someone to a paying client. What is the referral generating process in place to get more leads who are warm and not cold because referrals are the best leads ever and turn those people into paying clients as well. And so you want a number, outcome, a deadline that you want it by, which I know we didn't talk about, but the deadline is critical and that's a date. So that's a number as well. And then the processes that have to happen to produce the outcome. Absolutely. Powerful, powerful stuff. Now, in addition to having all those
0: numbers in place we need to talk about having the people in place and so dan sullivan is a very uh, famous executive coach and mentor and he has this really great line is that you want to focus on the who not the how and what that means is most business owners especially those that put themselves into a high-paying job and not a real business is they focus on well how can i do this how can i go and create a website how do i do this how do i do that no, it's not about how you do it, it's about who does that for you. Who does that for you? Who can go and you can delegate stuff to, you can motivate stuff to, who can do the work for you? And that also includes. Finding coaches and mentors to help guide you along this process. So, who can coach you and who can do the work for you so that you can grow your business faster than ever?
1: Now, I know I, uh, someone's probably not someone, probably a lot of people out there watching or listening to this right now are saying, Well, wait a minute, what do I mean? Who? I can't afford the who, I can't afford people. I say BS on that because if you're doing the work for yourself right now, you might want to consider offering a commission, an incentive. You may not give them any kind of salary or hourly, but make them, make them independent contractors and sure. sales reps. So your first who's are going to be sales reps who are doing the closing for you while you're servicing the customers. Yeah. Because if you're doing the closing and the servicing, you're going to burn out quick. And Absolutely. so know that you can pay people on commission, and that'll be their form of payment until you can get them on a salary or some corporate. Okay.
0: Yeah, and so shout out to our friend Dan Locke, who has high ticket closers. I have some of his Students working in my business who work entirely on commission for getting clients into my business. So absolutely, absolutely right there. So what you need, the professional accountability. I mentioned that before, the second pillar of success is professional accountability. That's your coach or your mentor, who's not only gonna give you expert advice, but it's gonna hold your feet to the fire. And there's a difference between professional accountability and social support. Professional accountability is someone you deeply do not want to disappoint and social support is simply the people that are gonna lift you up when you're feeling down on the bad days. I like to use this analogy that professional accountability is like your marathon coach, yep. and social support are the people on the side of the road saying you can do it, you can do it. That's, now, really that, that's not expert advice. You know, they're not gonna help you become a faster marathon runner, but you're gonna need those people along the way. Yeah, to cheer you along the way. Absolutely, okay. So now, I'm gonna back up a bit and, and say, to yourself, say to you, for this outcome goal, What's gonna drive you? What's gonna get you to do this? What's gonna get you to take action on the day when your car had a flat tire and your dog got hit by the car and you got kicked in the stomach and your girlfriend left you? What's gonna keep you going?
1: Because there are plenty of things that can go wrong. Oh, absolutely. And and even all those outside circumstances, let's say you're gonna run campaigns. Let's go back to the analogy we gave, where for for every 10 prospects that sit across from you, you're gonna Mm -hmm. close four and turn them into customers. Yeah. Well, that's great that you're gonna run ad campaigns and get 250 people in front of you, but what happens if Facebook shuts down your ad campaigns? Right, and so let's give a really real life example. Before we started batch processing the Empire videos today, yep. um, I was upstairs meeting with my, the head, our director of our, of our lead launcher team, our yep. marketing team. And I said, look, these are all the different videos that we have that we're gonna use as bait uh-huh. to move people into our funnel for the New Year, New Year Challenge that Fit Body Bootcamp is launching worldwide. Well, this one's pretty aggressive this one's pretty not aggressive. Uh This one's like absolutely not aggressive. And we need three of them because we're gonna launch the most aggressive one because we wanna get the most amount of people for the least amount of dollars. However, if Facebook slaps us, we already have to have a contingency plan where we can then launch the next video and the video after that until Facebook says, okay, that's the one that I'm gonna let you run campaigns for. Mm. Because there will always be things that will go wrong. Or maybe you're driving the traffic, but then your sales team quits. So you gotta account for all the things that can go wrong in your business and you have to be willing to jump in and do the sales temporarily until you can find the people who are gonna do the sales for you. Absolutely, that's a game changer. And then go back to that meaningful incentive and think about what's your reward for doing this?
0: What's gonna keep you going? Because i found that this meaningful incentive will keep people going through the toughest of times. And you go back to the weight loss world, which is where I started and built my first empire, the turbulence training empire. And I had these weight loss transformation contests. And it's very similar to business, very similar to business. Because what I would see is all these people would enter my contests, but only about 20% would finish. Mm. And I was amazed because I was giving away a lot of cash money. And I was like, listen, I'm paying you to lose weight. Why would you not keep going? And then I would talk to the people that dropped out and I realized they did not have a meaningful incentive. And the people that did stick with it, even the people who were you know, single moms working two jobs, they went on to lose a lot of weight and, and stick through it for 12 weeks through the toughest circumstances. Why? It's because she had a big why. Same with a lot of the fathers that finished. They were like, you know, the doctor told them they're not going to be around in 10, 20 years for the kids to graduate college. That's a meaningful incentive that drives you forward. So when you have goals, it's great to say, oh, I want to make a lot of money. I want to write a book. I want to do this, that, the other thing. But unless you have that meaningful incentive to drive you through the hard times, the tough times, the dark days, the dips in the road that are going to come, then you are going to drop out. So you have to do not only the big, you know, numbers, qualitative based stuff, but you have to, or quantitative based stuff, you have to do the qualitative stuff too. You have to do the inside thinking in what, order what's to an, keep What's going. an example
1: in your life that's a, a meaningful incentive that you thrive off of?
0: Well, for some reason, and I'm not exactly sure why, but I am just obsessively compelled to help strangers. I don't know why, but I wanna help a you know, hundred million people transform their lives physically, financially, mentally, and emotionally, and I think this is because back when I was four years old, uh, my mom was driving me home from, uh, she was at a Weight Watchers meeting and I was sitting in the front seat of this big green car, no seat belts, front seat, you know, this is 1979, right? right? You could do everything back then. And I looked over and I saw my mom was sad and I, and I looked up and I was like, mommy, why are you sad? And she, I remember like this, is like one of my first memories and she said, I didn't lose weight at Weight Watchers today. Mm. And I think that's like subconsciously in my mind for the last 40 years has been driving me to go and help people get out of that pain. And so that keeps me, you know, I wake up, there's days I don't want to wake up early in the morning, but that's what drives me to write the books early in the morning to to create all the content that I do to go out and help people. And so I am obsessively compelled to irrationally help people I've never met before because I want to help 100 million people transform their, Ooh, their lives. Powerful. Yeah. So, so that's what it is. And you have to have that thing in your business. And it might, you know, I love so many fit body owners are like, we want to help people in our community lose ten thousand pounds because they 're so into their community they love their town and they hate to see what 's happening you know they go to soccer practice with little Jimmy and all the other parents are overweight they want to help those people yeah. and so you have to have that thing and it 's okay if it 's about you know you want to make sure that your kids get into a good school or you want to make sure that you 're there when you know they're around you 're around and, and giving them a good life or you want to just make sure you want to take care of your parents and, and pay off the mortgage of your parents that 's an okay you know, it's an okay reason to have that is your big why. So you just have to have something driving you every single day.
1: And the big word behind that is the meaningful word. Because yes. Because if there's an incentive of a car, once you get the car, you can easily stop, or the house, or the once I make $300,000 or $2 million a year. But if the bigger incentive, right? If it's so meaningful that you would do it no matter what, if Facebook shuts you down, if a business partner leaves, if you go through 10 different audits, if competition is barking at your heels, you will do it because there's the word meaningful attached to it that has greater purpose for you than anything else ever. And that's what most people miss.
0: Yeah. and, and, And so back to the weight loss world is I used to say the fourth pillar was an incentive. And then I was like, Listen, these people get $1,000. If that's not, that, For an average person, that's an incentive. That is a huge incentive. And even with like, you know, skinny jeans or little no. black dress things, it's not enough. It's not enough. I was realizing when I'd read these essays, it was only when it was externally focused on, I wanna do this for the kids, I wanna do that for that, not, I wanna get, get, get. That's hardly enough to keep people mm-hmm. going. Because, you know, within two weeks, the motivation and momentum of any goal, you'll, you'll go, like New Year's resolutions, you'll go to like January 10th. And then people are dropping out left, right, and center because it's not meaningful to them. So remember that every time you set a goal. Now, from there, we go to the next most important thing, which is a non-negotiable deadline. Non-negotiable deadline. So you've had a non-negotiable deadline recently with Man Up. I've had the same with Unstoppable. When you have a book deadline, you pretty much will move mountains for it, right?
1: Yeah, you got to do whatever you got to do. And I remember when I was writing the book and my publisher said, this is your deadline, that became non-negotiable. And Mm -hmm. so I was in a position that I had to cancel podcast interviews and speaking gigs and I had to move meetings around Mm -hmm. and phone calls and you will do whatever it takes. If something is negotiable, then you will find your way to barter through that experience to push the deadline back, kick the can down the road. And when you do that, then it becomes a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. What's stopping you from constantly pushing that deadline back and never really meeting it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you do this even in your personal life with date night. I, I tell this story on every stage now that you know as soon as 5 o'clock comes on a Wednesday, and today's Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday. Yeah, so today, I didn't even ask you what you were doing for dinner tonight right. because I know at 5 o'clock on Wednesday, you turn to me and you go, you're on your own tonight, buddy. And, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. So I've already got other plans because I know tonight is date night yeah. and you have that hard deadline because, and I always say this, it's a non-negotiable big rock that is on your calendar. It's not gonna be moved. And a lot of people listening to this, especially the people that come to my workshops, almost all the time, they say, we want to have more date nights. And I go, how often do you get date night? And I say, and they say, you know, once a month. And I say, how often do you want to do it? Not that kind of do it. I mean, how often do you want to have date night do it? And which is that kind of do it. And they say once a week. And I say, okay, well, all we need to do is go to the calendar before you put anything else on it put and it in put there. it on there and make it non-negotiable because a lot of people will put it on a calendar after they put everything else on and then they'll start pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. You
1: know, for all the parents watching or listening to this, they'll relate to this. You will move mountains on your schedule to get to your kids' events, sure. whether it's a sporting event or they're getting a, a, a you know, good student of the month award or whatever, but I find it incredibly surprising that you will not schedule date night with your spouse and then wonder how you became ships passing through the night. Oh uh, yeah. As Craig said, put the date night in there first and then build your entire life around it and you will preserve your relationship if you value it. Yeah, absolutely. And so last thing we wanna think about when
0: you are setting your goals. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing the service of an empire podcast
1: if we didn't ask this question, which is how can you do it faster? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And here's why, man, not enough people are willing to lean on themselves. They go, yeah. this is fast enough. Mm-hmm. Truth is, guys and gals, it's never fast enough. If I said this is fast enough, our, our rate of growth at Fitbody Bootcamp, how do I know I'm not gonna wake up tomorrow morning and the economy has crashed? Yeah. I mean, that's what happened in 2008. And, and then you look at September 11, 2001, One morning we woke up and two airplanes were hitting the World Trade Centers and our economy was never the same again. And so if the giving, the going is good right now, then you have to ask yourself, how can I do this faster? Never settle, never say it's good enough and always relentlessly push to do it faster. And when you ask that question of yourself and of mentors around you that you trust, then they're gonna give you ideas that you may not even thought of because your mentors have the outside eyes and can look into your business and go, have you tried doing this to make it go faster? And you go, holy hell, that just added 20% more outcome.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You are not going to figure this all out on your own. You absolutely positively must get the outside eyes on it because that's a professional accountability, the second pillar. And when you have that with the better planning and preparation and you have the social support, you're in a mastermind, you're, in a, you're at events with like-minded people like our Empire Summit that's coming up. When you're in the room with those people and you have that drive, that internal reason why and you have a deadline for hitting that that you're held to with accountability then you can move mountains all right so that's how you break down your goals to hit them whether it's a new year whether it's a quarterly goal whether it's even just a 28-day challenge you have to start with the numbers and then you break it down into process steps and
1: you put those five pillars in
0: place and boom
1: crush it and so what's the lesson here you want to go from general goals to very specific and outcome specific goals the more specificity you can have in your outcomes Or your goals, the faster the results you're going to have with less frustration. Friends, thank you so much for listening and watching to this episode of The Empire Show. Of course, as always, we ask you to go to iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five-star review. Leave us a great comment and tell your mama and tell your friends.
0: And you got a deadline, too. you got a deadline of the next five minutes to do it. Go.
1: Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the Empire Podcast Show. The best way you can thank us is to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. And, of course, leave a comment and share this podcast with a friend. And if you'd like to grow your business to the highest level of success, go to bedroscoolion.com forward slash empire and fill out the application where you can join myself and Craig Ballantyne in the Empire Mastermind Group.